Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's been nearly a quarter of a century since we announced a new head coach. And today I'm happy to welcome you all here as we introduce the 15th head coach of the New England Patriots, Gerard Mayo. It's an honor to share this announcement with Gerard's family, Chantel, and their beautiful children, Shia, Gerard Jr., Cheyenne, and Shiloh. Did I get it right? <laughs> Gerard's wonderful mom, Denise, and stepfather, Wilson, his brothers, Duran, Derek, and Shermont. 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 <laughs> I'll get it right. I'll get it right. Get it right. Well, we'll have to. No, it's all right. It's one of those black names. I'll help you with that. <laughs> okay, so that was funny. That's a hey, Cadillac. That was actually funny. Unlike the dumb thunder thing, that was funny. Yeah. You know, Robert, it's okay. You're 82. You're white. It's a black name. <laughs> it's okay. You don't get it. Uh, not heard there, by the way, was Robert Kraft immediately, and I mean immediately, throwing Stacy James under the bus. <laughs> Stacy told me you was exactly. Exactly. There's the pronunciations. Uh, blame Stacy. It's not me. That square Stacy James. Bit of a rough showing, I thought today for John uh, Robert Kraft. Stacy James, you I broke him. Jonathan Kraft didn't even show. Uh, so we'll get into all of that at 617-779-7937. If you want to say that's an example of uh, Gerard Mayo joking around with Robert, that one, that one I'll meet you on. Thunder, not made so much. Me, made me laugh. That was, I was hilarious. Like, okay, we're, we're in a different space now. <laughs> you know, we're loose. Okay, so that one was... Calling an 84-year-old man thunder over and over again is funny to me. I don't know. Maybe 82. Whatever yeah. he is. Yeah, it's, that's funny. I think don't that, age him. I consider that funny. Okay, so we can get into it. Am I wrong? Is Cadillac right? Is it hilarious? 617-779-7937. Again, if you really think about it, what is thunder? It's kind of empty and hollow and loud. It's loud. Uh, but what is it really? Uh, you can jump in on that. We'll also talk to Dan Orlovsky from ESPN. What? <laughs> what is thunder? <laughs> Are I mean, we getting philosophical? I know it's young Thundercat, so it's just a takeaway from that. But like, what is, what is that really at the end of the day? The gods were angry. We'll I talk don't know, to, Socrates. What is it? We'll talk to, uh, well, it's, just, it's, it's what he calls him. He's running around calling him thunder. So what is that at the end of the day? I don't know if it's the biggest compliment is my point. Uh, we'll get to Dan Orlovsky from no, ESPN. No, 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 you're right. He's trying to throw his new boss under the I'm bus saying, by calling him thunder. I just, I don't know. I don't know if he's doing a very good job of it is all I'm saying. If he's trying to 
compliment. I don't know if it's the greatest compliment. Uh, we'll talk to Dan Orlovsky from ESPN when he joins us at 3.30. We'll get into your phone calls here. Uh, actually, let's do that right now before we play you a uh, another example of what I thought was a rough day for Robert Kraft. Uh, John is in the car. Go ahead, John. Hey, you know, I really I got to applaud the, the Patriots. Uh, I'm glad they, they hired uh, Sam Kennedy to be their executive vice president of uh, football operations. Like, the, the sensitive Kraft family down there better be ready. Like, I, I, do, they re, do they forget Ron Borges? Like, we're not going to, like, accept every single solitary answer that they give every single time. Like, oh, everything's awesome. Like, Catholics already like, oh, yeah, it was hilarious. Everything's great. You got Phil Perry. Oh, wait a minute. Hey, uh, it wasn't a baseball bat. It was a commemorative bat that he was swinging around. Like, so wait, that makes it any better? Like, what the heck is going on down there? They have completely turned into Fenway Sports Group right down to the, oh, we're not going to spend much money. Here's our budget. And then it's just like, oh, yeah, everything's great. Just trust us. We got everything perfect. Like, yeah. nah, all set, Bob. So the Red Sox-Patriots analogy is one I've been doing for a while. I, I think there's real merit to that. The baseball bat thing never bothered me, but if you don't know what he's talking about, both Curran and Phil Perry have reported that it was a uh, like a commemorative, not full-size baseball bat that Gerard Mayo was bringing into meetings. The bad thing never bothered me. It bothered these two more than it, you or I. Which I still don't understand. So that didn't bother me. I, but I, look, listening to Mayo today, the shots he took at Bill, I bet he was undermining Bill, whether he was carrying a dumb commemorative bat or not. I bet he was undermining Bill. And I bet that was starting to rub people the wrong way. Furthermore, if you're unfamiliar with the report from Phil Perry, and this was, I think, forecast by Seth Wickersham late last week, that Robin Glazer would be having a, a bigger role, as would Jonathan Kraft, in football ops today, uh, just moments ago, Phil Perry reports Robin Glazer is now EVP of football business and senior advisor to the head coach. Feels a little Red Sox-ish. Uh, so how do you feel about that? Is Jonathan making a power grab and having a larger role? Some shots at Bill Belichick today from Gerard Mayo and just more globally. How'd you feel about Mayo today? Do you like it? Because a lot of people are eating it up. I, and it's refreshing in some ways, like to hear a human being up there talking to you and not just snorting in your face. Like, I do appreciate that, and that is going to be great. But I do feel like it was lacking substance. Who's your offensive coordinator? Who's running football ops? Like, what's your plan to be good next year? I didn't hear any of that. And those are things I would I would hope to hear. And until I hear them, I'm not sold on anything. Well, it does indicate to you that they're super early in the process. And you can say that you're concerned about that. Hey, if you guys were making this transition, and by the way, you planned this a year ago, why didn't you start mapping this out in the final weeks yeah. of the season about what your at least what your front office makeup was going to look like? But at the same time, I I wouldn't expect them to sit down and outline that in what is really yeah, that's just fine. a symbolic they press don't have conference to do it. introducing. They don't have to do it, but I don't have to be won over. I don't have, just have to be, "Oh, he was funny and he made a joke and now I now I think everything's good." Like that's all I'm saying. Like until I hear some actual real answers, I'm not going to change my mind. Um we'll get into personnel and how they're running it because there is just very contrasting answers. It's like, boy, we had to rush into hiring Mayo, but we're going to take our time on a GM. I've highlighted that. I don't love that. For the last week or so. Like, that's just so odd. But speaking of odd, I want to give you this. And I, by the way, think Gerard Mayo is so right to do it. But when I say I thought Robert Kraft had a rough day, this is what I mean. On top of, you know, fumbling a little bit in his opening statement, th this to me was eye-opening. Gerard said that... Uh being the first black coach was important to him. Curious, what does it mean to you? I'm really colorblind <laughs> in terms of, I know what I feel like on Sunday when we lose. And 
I can just tell you that there's nothing after my family, my passion is with the New England Patriots, and there's something else very close second, but winning at the Patriots is my passion. So I want to get the best people I can get. I chose the best head coach for this organization. He happens to be a man of color, but I chose him because I believe he's best to do the job. I appreciate, you know, Thunder and the organization selecting me to be a black head coach. I would say what, what Thunder just talked about, that was in the locker room. You want your locker room to be pretty diverse and you will want the world to look like that. What I will say though is I do see color because I believe if you don't see color, you can't see racism. Okay, so Whatever time out, happens, time out, black- time out, time out. Robert Kraft says I'm colorblind. And by the way, after that comment, I, I agree with a lot of what Robert said. It's like, look, I, I wanted to hire the best guy. I think he was trying to deliver a compliment, but that is an outdated way of talking about it. I'm colorblind. I don't see color. And very quickly, Gerard Mayo's like, no, no, I see it. Because if you don't see it, you can't see racism, which is just, he's right to do it. I just, I didn't expect we were going to get in the opening press conference, Gerard Mayo correcting Robert Kraft. So, I, I was not, that was not on my bingo card, Mego. I was not uh, anticipating that happening right then and there. And it was a bad moment for Robert. That was a bad moment. But a good moment for Mayo yes. in my book. I applaud him because he's right. He is he's right. totally right. He is right. But, but his 82 uh, yeah. year old owner had a bad moment there. I agree. I agree that like, I, I don't really have anything to add there, but he, he, for him to step in and on in right in front of his boss, say that is a, it's a big deal. Thousand percent. Right decision by him to do it. It's almost and, like Kraft teed him up for it. Well, and it's just yeah. like you have to now. So now we got to and this is speaking to Jonathan's absence. Like, OK, well, now we really have to, like, correct and walk back things that the owner's saying like that becomes problematic. Here's the rest of where Gerard Mayo went. What I will say, though, is I do see color because I believe if you don't see color, you can't see racism. Whatever happens, black, white disabled person i've always even someone with disabilities i always uh you know for the most part people are like you know don't you know when they're young they they kind of make the spot hot younger people know what that means but what i would say is like no i want you to be able to go up to those people and really understand those people so it goes back to whatever it is black white yellow it really doesn't matter but it does matter so we can try to fix a problem that we all know we have Okay, so how did you feel about Gerard Mayo today? Strong moment for him. Uh, and conversely, how did you feel about Robert Kraft, who had some tough moments? Uh, 617-779. 793-7, again, a lot to get into. Uh, he's clearly trying to distance himself from Bill Belichick. What does that say about their relationship in the final days? It was detailed in Seth Wickersham's piece late last week at ESPN. Uh, we can get into the GM search. Where is that? And you should be frustrated as a Patriots fan. We haven't played this for you yet. If you haven't heard it yet, you didn't hear it live during Gresham Fourier, you're going to want to hear this because this should be maddening and infuriating as a Patriots fan. Plus, Dan Orlovsky standing by from ESPN for his weekly check-in. All that right after trending with our Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, 
They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We have a lot of people internally who have had a chance to train and learn under the greatest coach of all time and a man whose football intellect is very special. In the short term, we're looking for collaboration as our team has a tremendous opportunity to position itself right given our salary cap space and, you know, we've never drafted. In my 30 years of ownership, we've never been drafting as low as we're drafting. So we're counting on our internal people uh, whom we're still learning and uh, uh, evaluating. So we're going to let that evolve and develop. And before the key decisions have to be made, we will uh, appoint someone. And at the same time, we'll probably start doing interviews and looking at people from the outside. Big Thunder, Robert Kraft, in the morning. discussing the GM search. I found that so unsatisfactory and infuriating. Am I wrong to feel that way? You can dial us up, 617-779-7937. We have Dan Orlovsky from ESPN standing by. We're going to talk to him less than 10 minutes from now for his weekly appearance here on Jones and Mega with Arcan. There's still evaluating their internal people how how are you you're evaluating matt grow what does that mean you're evaluating elliot wolf and like i think i know what it means i read tom curran last week and curran wrote something similar huh where he said well they don't really know what they can do without bill they were all there they all were in the building but none of them really did their role because bill did everything Bill was involved in personnel. So Matt Rowe could make a recommendation and Elliot Wolf could make a recommendation, but Bill would just do everything. But if you don't know about them by now, what does that mean? You don't. So I get it. They didn't have final say. I, I can wrap my head around that. What do you mean you're still evaluating them? And explain this to, I need someone to explain this to me. How can you say you have to rush out there and hire Gerard Mayo because you don't want to lose him? A year ago, you were rushing. You were so in a rush to hire him. You did it a year ago. And then say, eh, no big deal. Free agency's about to start. The highest draft pick we've had in my tenure. Robert just said it. The highest draft pick I've ever had. The lowest draft pick I've ever had. However he worded it. And we're not in any rush to get a person in place for that. Free agency with money to spend. The number three pick. We're going to take our time on that. How on earth do those things align? How does that compute? That, to me, is an infuriating, inconsistent answer and... I wonder a few things now. I wonder something that Cadlick said that hadn't rung out in my head before. The Optum Lounge, where they held this thing today. Oh, right. Gerard Mayo works at Optum. So, like, is Robert Kraft just impressing his buddies at, at Optum? Or, like, what, working for his sponsors? Because they like Gerard Mayo? Like, what is that? He no. knows to be popular? Okay. So, play that out. You can also play out why on earth he felt the need to bring Mayo in so quickly. Florio reported last week. There was a, a, a payment that they would have owed Mayo. 
And so if they didn't do it quickly, they would have owed him money, and he would have had a buyout, and he could have gone out and looked for a job, and they would have been on the hook for money. So why were you in a rush for Gerard Mayo? Money? Is that why? And why aren't you in a rush for GM? That That is just infuriating to me. I think we're talking about two different things, though, and the real concerning point is the GM situation. Okay, so we get the news conveniently right after the press conference ends that Robin Glazer, according to Phil Perry, and according to the masthead on the website, and apparently according to her LinkedIn, she's already changed her LinkedIn. Her position has been elevated to That's the point. That's how you know it's real. Yeah, now it's official, that, yeah. I mean, was she like, did she have that drafted and she was ready to go, and as soon as it went out, she hits enter? Anyways, she yeah. seems to be the, a big the part second, of the second bill left. She was probably she probably hit enter on that. For all I know, she, she yes, this was this was forecast in the Wickersham story. She knew she was getting this. So job. she's EVP of football business, and she's going to be assistant to Gerard Mayo to the head coach. But the the GM thing to me, I think you're so right on that, Jones. I don't agree with you on the other stuff, the Optum stuff. I, the, that's well, totally they, I mean, a different conversation. According to a league to source, I mean, you can agree, disagree with that part. Yeah, according to a league source, Florio says they owed him money in a buyout. So is that part of why they rushed? I mean, that's that seems like a fact. So I don't know the if that's... The GM stuff, this is the most important offseason for your franchise since 2000. Like, figure it out. What are we doing here? You have a shot at a franchise-changing quarterback. Or maybe if you're of the mind that you want to go Marvin Harrison Jr. to Bo Nix, to a bridge quarterback, to someone else, either way, it could be a franchise-establishing player. And you're, you have a new head coach, and you're just kind of like, well, we're going to give the boys who are already inside the clubhouse, we're going to give them a, a try. And meanwhile, Washington's over here, they're hiring Adam Peters away. Like these other guys, if you look, if you think that you're going to look outside, as Robert Kraft eventually said, hey, we're going to maybe look at outside candidates, but we really prefer to, to promote from within because we want stability in our company and continuity. He said that was one of his biggest business principles was hiring right, from within. Which is yeah. okay, but if you're going to look outside. Just time out. Is that, is that his, it's not what he's done in football. Pete Carroll wasn't an internal hire. Bill's, there's yeah, some gray he area. Says he, he holds that up in this press conference as a mistake. Yeah, no, but I'm just saying, if that's something he believes in, he hasn't done that with his head coach before. He's never promoted and he internally before. he said that before. the Pete Carroll thing was a mistake, that he should have just gone with Bill then. And he didn't because he was big mad at Bill Parcells. But anyway, that's beside the point. This is the important job. Like, this is more important than the head coach. The GM situation is more important than the head coach. I know we're all talking about the head coach today, but if the head coach doesn't work out, you eat the contract and he's out in two years or three years. We see it happen in the league all the time. It's not what I want for Gerard Mayo. I'd like success for him. You screw up with the GM situation, you may not know for four or five years, and then you have an in more than a lost decade of Patriots football. It's weird to me that when it came time to sort of make a change, you're making a change in the in the coaching area, obviously, and you're bringing in a new head coach. But you can also make the argument that on the coaching side, it wasn't all bad. The offense was bad, but the whole team wasn't bad. Like, there was defensive things that, you know, you could look at and say, yeah, you know, if you compare it to some of the other teams in the league, you were okay in this, this area or this area. In the front office, there was nothing. I mean, there was really nothing. Free agent-wise and draft-wise, well, like, it's been, it's been a while since they've had really anything they could hang their hat on. So I know Bill was executive of the year in 2020 because he spent all that money, but I'd look at how those deals all turned out. So I'm surprised that that's the one that gets kind of the secondary treatment. The real answer. That's the one they could have cleaned house with. The real answer, and we all know the real answer. Jonathan and Robin Glazer are running football operations. That's why they're not hiring a GM. That's why they're evaluating people internally. Because Robert's kid and Robin Glazer now are who are running football ops. That's that's why they're not hiring a GM. That Jonathan is not. 
Yeah, I don't believe that. Jonathan might but be saying do, it. How do we choose his reporting no, no, no. to believe on I be- one thing? I believe but not Jonathan on his- is telling people that. I don't believe he really feels that way. Jonathan might be telling Corinne or other people. He might be saying, no, 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 that's not what I want. His actions speak differently. So that's how I can square the two. Curran's passing along. Well, yeah, he that's the farthest thing he wants to do. He's probably telling people that. Is that what he really wants? I'm skeptical. Shane's in Plymouth waiting patiently. Go ahead, Shane. Hey, Meg, calm down. We got this. All right. I Listen. can't calm down. I'm hysterical. I know. Uh, anyway, Thundercats is a show that Jones and Arkan would be picking their nose watching when Larry Bird <laughs> was dominating the planet in basketball. Love that show. Yeah, I know. It's better than Reba, isn't it? No. Definitely. No, no I'll take okay. Reba over that show. Yeah, I know, because you're a tool. <laughs> Anyways, I, congrats to Mayo. I hope he breaks Shula's record and Belichick's record. Uh, I, I think he's off. You know, the press conference was brutal. And uh, he's clearly uncomfortable to be around when he's speaking to people. So I'm glad, because these players that I can't stand are going to get it from him. Um, I, don't, but- I don't know that he was uncomfortable to be around. I just think, I think Robert Kraft had a rough day, is what I think it was. And, you know, I think Mayo lightened the mood with one joke, and then the second time he had to outright correct Robert Kraft when Kraft says he's colorblind. And so I just thought it was a rough day for your 82-year-old owner. That's all. Um, And Mayo is going to win a lot of the headlines. Mayo, quote-unquote, won the press conference. But my feelings don't change until, until I know what they're doing. Who's the GM? Who's the offensive coordinator? What's the plan at three? What's the plan in free agency? Like, until I know any of that, I'm not changing my mind. I Look, I, I would prefer Mayo than having Bill Hakalugi in my face. Okay, like that like that was nice. To have a human being up there talking to you, that was nice. But that's all that was. Let's not all get tricked by that. 617-779-7937. Uh, we're joined, as we are each and every Wednesday, by, uh, Wednesday rather, by Dan Orlovsky on the Harbor One Hotline. He is part of WEEI's coverage of the football postseason, brought to you by Wise Snacks. Uh, that's postseason. No one does crunchy, salty, or cheesy better than Wise Snacks. Dan, how are we doing this week? I'm doing really good. How are you guys? We're doing well. We uh we sat here and we watched Gerard Mayo. I'm trying to remember what you played against Gerard, correct? No, yeah, I played against Gerard. He gave me one of the hardest hits I've ever taken on a touchdown pass to Pierre Garcon, but he he cut me in half one time for sure. Okay, so I was going to ask you what you remember about him, but that's uh, that's got to be top of mind, I would imagine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he uh he came through as a linebacker, obviously, and right when I threw it, hit me. Square in the middle of my chest. This is one like you could hit quarterbacks back in the day and uh, lit me up pretty good. But, you know, I remember him, super smart player, kind of knew exactly what you were going to do. Um, you know, very, very difficult to fuel, so, or fool, excuse me. So, um, and then just kind of seeing his development and growth and, and where he's gotten to today, super, super excited for him. So, what do you think of the hire? Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I have I, I'm I'm not going to sit here and lie to you and say I love the hire. I don't know that much about Gerard other than you, kind of the reports you hear from outside of the building. You've heard this for a couple years that he was this head coach in waiting. Um, so I, I think you know by himself you sit there and said says you say have has a lot of the signs of a good head coach, a good leader. Um, they're hiring from within, so he's got to be able to shape the way that things have gone. Um, and kind of the way that he learned, and or at least the bad parts of it, or the parts that didn't necessarily translate into wins, he's going to be challenged with that. Um, we all know that so many people from that building have gone and tried to replicate 
that stuff unsuccessfully. And so I do like hearing him say, like, I'm not trying to be Bill, be Bill Belichick. I'm trying to change some things, repair relationships. So that's encouraging. Um, it's going to happen. It, it has to happen. So there's a part of me that's up there and says, you like it because of everything you hear about Gerard. And then there's a small part of me that says, oh, man, like there still is the in-house, the way that we do things type of, I guess, hesitation. Now, Pittsburgh did that with Bill Cowher and Mike Tomlin as well, and it's worked out very well. So I'm not saying it's going to not work out, but there is part of that that we just have to kind of pay attention to. Dan, how do you feel about giving first-time head coaches uh, personnel power? And I know that's kind of a broad question, but for someone like Gerard Mayo, how much – say do you think he should have in the players that they get in free agency in the draft and you know who stays on the team and who's cut i mean you obviously want everybody to collaborate it's it's really difficult to coach players that you don't believe fit into what you want both on and off the field um but there's also you know multiple eyes on what the vision and vantage point um needs to be are important so uh, like how much power it's you know, it's 30% to 70% as far as, you know, I, I always believe that I, I never understand when teams go, well, we're just giving full power to the head coach. There's That's one set of eyes. That's one way of thinking. And I, that, that very rarely works out. And so I always think that, hey, coach, what type of players do you like and what type of players do we need for us to excel? What are, our, what are we missing? Where are our holes? Um, and you try to go find that and build the football team um, as a personnel and or general manager character or placeholder rather than, hey, just head coach, you do everything. So you definitely want his viewpoint and input, um, but I just don't, I don't think there's a lot of examples in the NFL of head coach has full power and all works out. Dan, do you think this is a bad year for a team, maybe not like the Patriots, but any team to sort of rush into hiring somebody considering all of the names that are out there right now? I think it's the opposite. I think you got to move. I think you got to be the team that's going to jump. You know, eventually someone's going to make the decision to go hire a Bill Belichick or a or a Vrabel or a Ben Johnson. And you're going to sit there going, oh, oh, like you know, that's the guy we wanted. And so I, I think while the pool is deep, you know, you 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 if you feel that you've identified like, hey, that's that's the one of the two that we need. Like, there's two guys that we really think are going to excel at organ in our organization. I don't think you can hang around and just wait. Um, and so at some point, these guys are going to get scooped up and you're all of a sudden going to be sitting there going, you know, what happens if this week we have the almost a repeat of last week, but on the flip side of hirings rather than retirings, you know, in a matter of 36 hours, it was Pete Carroll, Nick Saban and Bill Belichick. Now, what happens if Mike Vrabel and, and Bill Belichick get hired in the next you know, 24 hours. And then all of a sudden we, you know, Ben Johnson's going to go wherever he wants and then Harbaugh. And then it's like, Oh, we, uh, we, we, we lost out on the, the four guys that we thought were difference makers. Dan, you said a while ago that uh, you heard Bill Belichick already had his destination picked out. I'd say enough time has passed. Can you tell us what that destination is now? <laughs> uh, I'm not going to tell you what that destination was that I heard. No. Um, but it is, it, it is one of the teams that is vacant. Okay, that's what I was just going to ask. So right it's, it's one of the it's one of the teams that uh, we could connect some dots on. Okay, where do you think Bill should go? Um, so I think Coach Belichick needs to go to a place that he can just coach ball and and no longer um, have 
a significant say in personnel. Um, so, like, where do I think is the best place that he can go win? Like, okay, let's let's have the conversation about Atlanta. He goes to Atlanta. The next part of that is who's the quarterback and who does he want as the quarterback, or does that matter? And because I'm sure you're you're trying to ask him that who's the quarterback. I don't think Baker's leaving Tampa. Okay, I don't think Kirk Cousins is going to end up leaving Minnesota. Does he want Justin Fields? Is, is he does he think that he can go win a bunch of games with Justin Fields? If he wins or if he goes gets Justin Fields, I think they can win a lot of games. Who's the offensive coordinator? <clears throat> is he going to bring Bill O'Brien for Justin Fields? Is he is it going to be Josh McDaniels? Is it going to be Greg Roman? So I think Atlanta's intriguing, but you know you you have to have that question get answered. Washington. I think Washington is super talented on offense. You obviously have the second pick of the NFL draft. Does Coach Belichick want one of those two young quarterbacks? Um, and I think he's a good enough coach that he can fix some of the deficient defensive deficiencies, not all of them. Um, I think those are the two places that make the most sense to me right now. Now, Philly, um, you know, Dallas, I, I think I, I read that Julian Edelman said, Coach Belichick respects people that do their job at a very high level and how he beat New England, obviously. And so I, I could absolutely see um, Philadelphia being a place where if it came open, he would do well there. So if you are Gerard Mayo and you have the latitude to make the decision on the next offensive coordinator for the Patriots, who would you bring in for this place that the team is in right now? And also, yep. will you be interviewing for any positions <laughs> on the Patriots staff? Don't laugh. He might be. <laughs> um, uh, if they called me to interview for a place on their staff, I would go and interview, but I have not been called in regards to that. Um, have you thought about the calling them that, first? No, 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 I have not. Um, they might just see the you on TV that, and they're like, you know, he's getting his hair washed for free there. We don't know if we can offer that. <laughs> I don't get it for free. I have to still work for it. That's um, true. <laughs> the names that I would call, I, I think the, the, the I would definitely find someone from the Mick Shanahan tree, the Kyle, you know, Shanahan, Sean McVay tree. Uh, Liam Cohen would be probably the first name I call, who's the offensive coordinator at the University of Kentucky. Second name I would call would be Clint Kubiak, who's Gary Kubiak's son, who I believe is in San Francisco as their pass game guy. Third name I would call would be Brian Greasy, longtime NFL starting quarterback, who is the quarterback's coach in San Francisco. If you look at the final eight teams this year, where football's going in the NFL, six of the eight teams major in some form of that foundational offense. Those would be the first three names. Okay, he's Dan Orlovsky. He joins us each and every Wednesday here on Jones and Mego with Arcand. Uh, we got one more week, Dan. We will uh, break down, I'm sure, at some point, the NFL's postseason. Maybe we'll get some answers on where Bill Belichick is heading. Uh, check out Dan on Twitter at Dan Orlovsky7, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks so much. Thanks so much, guys. All right, Dan Orlovsky, as all our guests, joins us on the Harbor One Hotline. He's brought to you by Wise Snacks, giving away 100 authentic pro football jerseys. Just go to wisegameday.com today for your chance to win. I just looked up that hit that Gerard Mayo laid on Orlovsky. Lethal. First of all, he got hit. I'll, I'll tweet it from the show account. Mayo had his number all day. I mean, I don't even think that was the worst one, but I'll, I'll trust Dan and say that he absolutely so this has to be, smoked. This has to be the game where he came in and led a comeback against the Pats at Gillette, yeah, right? He scored. He threw two touchdown passes in like the last four minutes, but as he said, Gerard Mayo like basically came unblocked from the right side and got him up like high around the chest. So where did your 
your mind go, Mego, when he started talking about vacancies? He said it was a place that had a vacancy right now. So that eliminates yep. Dallas and Philly. Yep. And then he talks about Atlanta and Washington. Like that he didn't mention LA. Okay, well, what what name did you say to me? Washington. Off the air. Okay, Washington. just saying. Yeah, what's, so hard, what's so hard about that? Because, Washington. Because he goes, yeah, he should focus on coaching, just coach ball. Don't pay attention to the personnel. Well, who is a GM in place right now? Washington just hired Adam Peters. Hmm. Yeah, uh, look, I, I, I could see that being Atlanta. I know he mentioned both. They have a good roster, and he went on and on about picking a quarterback and having to get the quarterback right. And you'd have to do that potentially in Washington as well. So that seems to be what Orlovsky is hearing. Uh, very conveniently, Arkand, it is the team that he alluded to many, many months ago. He won't tell us what it is, but you know, it's totally what I heard. It's totally one of those. I thought he told us then it was – did he say it was a vacancy then? I don't no. remember, I don't to be quite remember. He said something like it wasn't going to be a playoff team, but I guess Atlanta and Washington would both fit that bill. You know what? I'll text Mac. And the only <laughs> non-vacancy at that time was either Carolina or Vegas, right? Yeah. Like there wasn't, you well, know. Vegas for sure. Uh, yeah. I'm not going to tell you what that destination was that I heard, no. Um, but it is, it, it is one of the teams that is vacant. Okay. So not Dallas and not Philly. According to Orlovsky, that's what he heard many moons ago. He did say if they open, they should look. 617-779-7937. Bunch of you waiting patiently here on the phones. Let's get to uh, Gerard Mayo and his worldview on uh, some of the analogies that he gave us. You know, Bill Belichick would give analogies Ooh, from time to time. I love an analogy. Let's, uh, let's get into this. I enjoyed that. It's next. We're right back to it. Jones and Mego on WEEI. WEEI. What's the difficulty of replacing the greatest coach of all time and filling those shoes and you know, honoring and keeping the DNA that he infused and altering it in the ways that you see fit. Yeah, you know, there, this organization has had a lot of success over the years for a long time. And there have been many teams that, you know, they have one good year and then they're out for three years. One thing I learned from coaches and from, from Thunder is about just surrounding yourself with good people, right? Surrounding yourself with good people. Now, as far as our staff and, and things like that, we're going to be good. We're going to be a lot better. Now, Bill always says this, managing expectations. For me, I'm not trying to be Bill. I'm not trying to be Bill. I think that Bill is his own man. Uh, if you can't tell by now, I'm a little bit different even up here. Uh, but what I will say is, you know, the more I think about, the more I think about, like, the lessons that I've taken from Bill, hard work works, right? Hard work works. And, and that's what we're all about. Okay, so I think Gerard Mayo took some shots at Bill Belichick. I don't think that was one. That might have been a shot at Josh McDaniels, Matt Patricia, all these other guys who went out and sucked and tried to be Bill. Maybe that's a shot at them. I, I thought that was actually fairly complimentary to Bill, that answer. You know, what'd you learn? And he is different. And I'll give Gerard cre uh, credit for this. You know, he seems like he's different from Bill in that way. And you don't just want to go out and be a Bill clone. If memory serves, and RK, maybe you can jump in on this. Didn't people love the Joe Judge press conference in New York? I feel like people loved that and ate that up. And I don't Did know. How, I, I think, they? yes. I think his introductory press conference, yes. The one I think, about the blue collar, New Jersey uh, yeah. people? Yeah, I remember I thinking that was awful. I thought people, well, yeah, but that's you here. I'm saying I oh. thought there he, people liked it. I yeah, thought. but that's not the same. That's not the same fans. No, it's not. These fans are more critical. My only point is, 
anybody can win the introductory press conference. Charlie Weiss at Notre Dame. Maybe I'm wrong about uh, Judge. I thought in New York they loved it. Didn't Adam Gase lose his introductory press conference? Probably when he was looking around for yes. tacos, flying tacos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe. And so Dan Campbell at his, we're going to bite a kneecap and then we're going to bite several more kneecaps. I didn't mind that answer from Gerard Mayo. And, and if anybody thinks that one's a shot at Bill, I, I would disagree. He's like, hey, I'm my own man. I'm going to do things differently. He should. He absolutely should. We just don't know what those are yet. And I, I would like a little more substance uh, going forward. And maybe we'll get that. And today wasn't the day, but I, I'm still searching for that. So you wanted a reporter to like raise her hand and be like, so what are you going to do differently? No, exactly. I don't get This is not a hard concept to get. I just. Well, what more do you, he's, he's performing he a press conference. I understand. He's not performing no, no, being I get a it. coach. So, but what I'm telling you is he doesn't have to answer those questions today. That's not what I'm saying. He doesn't have to give up nuclear secrets. But if he doesn't, I'm not going to just be won over because he was nice. That's what I'm saying. Like, he didn't tell us anything about how things are going to change. For all I know, everything might be exactly the same. So that's what I'm saying. Like, he doesn't have to answer those questions. It's not his job. He doesn't have to, even if he got asked a very direct question. He got asked a very direct question about offensive coordinator. He didn't answer it. But he did tell you how some things were going to change. He said that he doesn't want to operate in an echo chamber, which was a direct shot at Bill and maybe a little bit at the crafts, Yeah, except, too. except. He said that he wants to empower his locker except room. Except there's an offer to Bill's he kids. He says he sees himself as a teacher, and so he yeah, wants to develop those people all, and bring them along. Okay, like, but, that, that's pretty, that's a pretty different. But none of them are specific. It's all vague. Than Bill Belichick. Sure, writes. it's a thousand percent a different tone, but it's all very vague. It's like, okay, I don't want an echo chamber. press conference. No, I get it. But I'm just saying, I'm not, I'm, nothing he said won me over today. You're That's right all. about Joe Judge, by the way. I'm looking at FAN. Thank you. All the people like Kim Jones, Evan Roberts, oh, he knocked it out of the park. Anyone, I run through a wall Anyone can win a press conference. That's my point. And it's like, Joe Judge won over people in New York. And then they saw it on the field, and they're like, oh, gross. That area is, you know, a very dynamic area of the field. It's very different when you How go to a different zone. How did he win people over? Because people speaker. are idiots. That's what I'm telling you. And so they'll Sucked get up to the people. They'll yeah. get one over at just like the smallest thing. People are like, oh, he's nice. Oh, he plays the media game. Wow, I love it. Did he come off as super nice? I don't think he came off as super nice. To reporters? Nice. Yeah. Well, yeah, he's friendly to reporters. This is he's nice having one-on-one okay. well, with he winning reporters over? right now. Well, he also, he's supposed to win over the fans as well. I guess by a fan, you're going to go, if you're a fan, you're probably going to go in like with the highest hope. So you're going to see everything yeah. with rose colored glasses. But fans like it when they're mean to the media. So. Yeah, well, it's true sometimes. I mean, people liked how Bill would uh, bitch slap us around. That's true. And so all I'm telling you is okay, great. You don't want echo chambers. Is anything changing? Like, if you don't want an echo chamber, then you better be hiring a new offensive coordinator from outside, yeah, right? Yeah, he didn't stand up there and say, I have so much confidence in Bill O'Brien. He's, he's under contract, well, so he's back next year. Well, let's see. I mean, let's just see. Uh, all I'm telling you, if things actually start changing, then I'll like it. Like, why can't it be that sometimes he's he's telling you something with what he's not saying? Okay. He's not saying Bill so O'Brien's back. He's not saying that he's keeping all these people around. So do you think he's making an outside hire at offensive coordinator? I hope so. Okay, that's not what I asked. Do you think he's doing that? Yeah, I do. Okay. If he does, then credit to him. Then I'll and if he doesn't, I'll be disappointed, yeah, and I'll then, say that's a mistake. Then maybe things are really changing. Does Josh McDaniels count as an outside hire? <laughs> right. It's like, no. if it's not him... Then is it like, I, I don't even know how much I love like the Zach Robinson name that's come up or Liam Cohen or Lovsky just said that. Like Liam Cohen went to UMass, you know, so like. Wait, you don't like him because he went to UMass? No, I'm just telling you, like, again, could you just broaden your, your worldview a little bit? Zach Robinson was here and played here. And so it's like, okay, like, I don't know. Like, I just, I, they're, they're kind of outside. Like, I mean, Cohen at least never worked here. But like, can you broaden your worldview just a little bit? Like, does it always have, it has to be, Zach Robinson played here, so that's got to be the guy? Uh, Dan is in New Hampshire. Go ahead, Dan. Hey, guys. Um, 
enjoy your show. Great dynamic. Um, I think Patriot fans better settle in. Um, I think they're uh, they're in for a, a long slog in the next couple of years. Um, I think the Crafts have pivoted their business now, and they're more focused on being a brand and being broader entertainment um, than they are, um, you know, continuing the Patriot way. I, I just think that you have people in, in-house now who – who know enough just to be dangerous? Uh, who are now going to run run a, a, a you know a professional football team? And I kind of feel bad for Mayo. Um, it's a nearly impossible task that he's got in front of him. And uh, I agree with Jones. You know, winning winning today's press conference isn't going to mean anything in uh, end of September when they're, you know, one in three. Yeah. And, uh, you know, text like this, three, seven, ninety three, seven. It's one press conference. Why don't you give the guy a chance? No, no, I will. I mean, I'm just, I'm not changing my mind based on the press conference today. Not anything I heard. Uh, if you want to, uh, that's your right. Go ahead. But we're breaking down the press conference from Gerard Mayo today. And to the caller's point, I would be weary about what Phil, Pier- uh, Phil Perry tweeted out earlier today. And it's been a while since we've mentioned it. So let's, uh, let's just mention it again. Yeah, this scares the, F out of me. No, it sounds like there's going to be a real, uh, lots of outside uh, thoughts and a uh, different way of thinking around there. Update to the Patriots staff. Robin Glazer, who again, last mention was in Seth Wickersham's story that uh, when Bill was out, both she and Jonathan Kraft would be running football ops. She's now the EVP of football business. So another nebulous title. Okay. And senior advisor to the head coach which was a similar title to Matt Patricia and, in some ways, Joe Judge as well, though his was more assistant to the head coach than advisor or assistant head coach. Uh, 617-779-7937. Robin Glazer, by the way, is a senior executive with the Kraft Group since 07, most recently served as SVP of Business Affairs and Chief Administrative and Compliance Officer for the team. You know what? She must be really good at it. The league's always so compliant with the league, aren't they? Yeah. Or the team's always so compliant with the league, they never break the rules. Uh, we'll get into your phone calls, 617-779-7937. Am I wrong? What would you think of Gerard Mayo today? Do you win you over? Do you like it? Do you like what you heard? Did you want more substance? We're still looking for an answer on offensive coordinator. Still looking for an answer on the GM search. I thought Robert Kraft had a rough day, and I know Bill Belichick did get some direct shots from Gerard Mayo today. If you missed those, let's hear those next. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.